Welcome to Jay Flaunce's Ignorance, episode 21. I'm sitting here with Brad Hanna, my brother, who just started a new job and wanted to ask all kinds of interesting questions about his interesting new job. Yay! <laughs> what, is the, what is the title of your new position? Okay, so as of today, I am a biomed technician, and I repair all sorts of stuff. So far, my experience has primarily been with wheelchairs and those little nurse call button thingies. Yeah. So... Theoretically, in the next few years, I will promote to biomed technician level two. Ooh, how many levels are there? There are three levels. Nice. Then what? Uh, then you just start specializing in more and more things and become an expert at such and such and say, oh yeah, I'm the only expert at left-handed flangers in the Tri-City area, so pay me another ten grand a year. So is that like the so like an MRI machine might be the most complicated device? I, I have no idea, to be absolutely honest with you. I don't know anything about what's going to be more advanced than anything else. They seem pretty advanced. Yeah, that's actually in a specialized subcategory called imaging. So we do have a department that does imaging. Oh, a separate department for imaging? It's not separate. It's the same department. It's it- just there's. The, the imaging guys are over in one section, and the other non-imaging guys are over in another section. Oh, uh, gotcha. Are uh, they levels one, two, and three also? I assume so, yes. Yeah. It's possible that none of them are level one, because that's like the introductory level. Yeah. So I don't know if they would ever bother making you an imaging specialist until you were actually competent at something. So are these levels like one, two, three, are these specific to, is that like a job qualification? Like say you move to Atlanta and would, would that like one, two, three thing mean something in Atlanta or probably I, not? I get the impression that yes, it does translate fairly well. It's basically the same thing. If you go to a certain place, it probably is just as simple as level one means you're an intro person and don't really have any experience. And then once you are competent at something, then you're a level two, and you're a level two until you're actually really, really good at things, and then you're a level three. That's probably the 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 classifications. Okay, so moving to Atlanta, you might have an open job position for level three, and that does mean something. Yeah, and you'd say, oh yeah, I was a level three back in Omaha. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Omaha, puff, peasant. <laughs> We don't accept your level three. <laughs> Are they an accredited we're level East three? Coast elitist douchebags. <laughs> Are they an accredited level three organization? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Again, I don't know anything about what any of it means. There's there's two certifications that you can get. One is a certified biomed equipment tech, CBET, and then there's a certified. Something imaging, something C R E S, certified something. I don't even remember what it is. So that that's like additional training or coursework, or right? And then you'd have Biomed Tech Three C B E T on your your card. Oh, so those are probably transferable. <clears throat> yes, all over the yeah, place. because that's a that's a nationwide test that you would take to say I have my C B E T certification. Yeah. In, in the same way that I got my GROL back when I started working for Vaisala. 
What was a GROL? A general radio telephone operator's license. It's basically, it just explains the protocol of using a a radio that's not within the citizens band, the CB radio. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna broadcast on one twenty eight point nine two five for any reason, you have to have a GROL or you're you're in violation of FCC rules. So that wasn't F- so. What you used to do back in Denver is you were doing airport instrumentation repair stuff, right? Correct. And that that what you just mentioned wasn't an FAA specific thing. That was an FCC. Anytime anybody's touching radio stuff, whether it's for little airports or whatever. Correct. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that was the before you do anything to work in this in the aviation industry, you have one of these kind of things. Oh yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> Cool. So, yeah, I was fascinated by the uh, what you were describing briefly about um, about the scrubs. So I, I work from home, so I can work in my pajamas. But then when there's a conference call in New York, I have to put on a colored shirt, so it looks like I'm dressed for the day. Right. <laughs> and I guess one of the big advantages of the <laughs> medical field is that you can wear scrubs if you choose to. Correct. Um, the The justification for it is that if you are certified in specific things that would be used in an operating room they might call you yeah, call you in to an active operating room in order to fix something because they need the whatever right now yeah so is, is that like during a surgery possibly oh wow i figured they had backup stuff like during surgery they probably do yeah. But it's still possible that you might actually get called in because something isn't working. Yeah. So you're allowed to wear scrubs because that cuts down the 10 minutes it would take you to change your clothes. Because the idea of scrubs, surgical scrubs anyway, is that they're sterile. So you don't wear them outside. You're not supposed to wear them outside. Or if you go outside, you're supposed to change clothes or put on a fresh set when you come back. Yeah. So that's the whole idea. So they try to facilitate that and make it as easy as possible. So there's these there's this rack of machines in the locker room. And once you're in the system, you just go up and you put your finger on the machine thing. And it says, oh, hello, Brad Hanna. Would you like another pair of blah, blah, blah? And you say, yes, I would. And it says, open door number four. And you open door number four, and it has your size. And you just take them out, and then you go in the locker room, and you put them on, and you're set for the day. And then at the end of the day, you go back in, and there's another machine that you stick your finger on. And it says, oh, hello, Brad Henna, are you dropping off a set? And you say, yes, I am. And you stick your used scrubs into the machine, and you shut the door, and it's like the book drop at the library, they just drop back in, and then they get laundered and put back into the the pool. Yeah, so, so it's scanning your fingerprint for... Yeah, it's our, a fingerprint yeah. scanner. Oh, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty neat. So you don't have to buy them, you don't have to wash them, you're not supposed to take them home. They don't want you to take them home for any reason. Yeah. Because, again, that completely voids the entire reason that, you're, that you have them in the first place. Right, that's the... <clears throat> That's the premise. <laughs> yeah. So what was the so the the wheelchair work that you did on your very first day was uh, what again? 
Uh, it's just, these weren't mechanical wheelchairs, or they weren't electric wheelchairs, they were just, like, push wheelchairs. Yeah. So you just, you look at it, and you can tell what's wrong with it. You know, it, like, has a, the seat's ripped, or it's got, like, the leg, the leg holders are all foobar, or, like, the... So somebody somewhere on campus has taken this thing out of circulation and put it in the inbound queue of your department. Correct. Yeah. And, you know, the, it's a wheelchair, it's not brain surgery by any means you can kind of figure out oh okay this is why this one's bad and so the first one i had is it's called a bariatric wheelchair meaning it's for big fatties so i felt right at home working on that (laughs) and that one was just you know replace the leg pads and tighten up the bolts and yada yada and we had to uh, replace actually replace the wheels on both of them so we swapped out the wheels on that one because the tires were completely gone and you don't change the tire you just take the whole wheel off and chuck it you you chuck i'm i'm finding you chuck away an astonishing amount of shit on a daily basis when you're working medical yeah because half the stuff that gets sent back you just throw away you know like leads that you put on your finger to to uh read your oxygen and your heartbeat and all that stuff yeah if they if they get frayed at all yeah they're just you know chuck yeah so well yeah you don't want to lose a patient over a two dollar part right that would be insane yeah so so with the wheelchair i swapped out the wheels and had to do a bunch of other crap and then took that up and stuck it wherever they told me to to stick it he said yeah when you get off the elevator there's a little cubby there just stick it in there (laughs) okay so i went and did that and got back and there was another wheelchair waiting for me and this one somebody had put the wrong size bearings on so like the the bolt that holds the wheel on is a three quarters bolt yeah and there are three quarters bearings and there are like one inch bearings that would be used on a bariatric chair because it's Bigger. Yeah, it's bigger and it has more structural support. So somebody had used the larger bearings on this wheel. So consequently, it was wobbling all over the place. So I pulled that off and put the right bearings on and stuck it back together and stuck it someplace. Yeah. Wherever they told me. And presumably somebody else was keeping track of this and like writing down that that was done. So I didn't have to do that. So they're not all barcoded, or is everything barcoded? It's not barcoded, but it has a number on it. Oh, okay. Like, you don't have a little gun where you go, doot, this is that <laughs> right. thing. But it says it's <laughs> unit number 0804-77436. Yeah, and that came from anywhere on campus, right? I mean, that's a huge campus. It, yes. Theoretically, stuff comes from anywhere on campus. What apparently they do is they kind of have territories so like one person will do this building and that building and another person will do that building and that building and etc etc so people just kind of have their stuff so yeah. says, oh this came from Hobbs or whatever and that person does takes care of Hobbs so yeah. he ends up doing that so in your last job your if your territory was southern Kansas you'd be driving 12 hours that day yes so at least now <laughs> so I guess it's nice that the stuff comes to you for a change? It's, it's nice to <laughs> not be gone. Yes, it's nice to have a job where I get to come home on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't mind the driving so much. I would have been perfectly fine driving as much as I did if I'd been home. 
Yeah. It's just the being gone. You know, when you go to North Texas and you're gone for 10 straight days, that's what wears you out. You know, I didn't, the driving was fine because you just sit in the car and you listen to the radio and whatever. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <clears throat> so. so what was the, so then there was a bunch of these, uh, on call buttons or whatever you call them. So they're yes. attached to the. It's called the nurse light. Yeah. So, so on Mondays and Fridays, the guy that I'm training with does rounds. So he loads up a little cart, like a little service cart, and he goes up to the ninth floor and goes to the nurse's station there. And they've got their little basket of stuff that broke over the weekend. And he goes, oh, okay. And he digs the stuff out. And inevitably, at every nurse station we went to, they had two or three of these nurse call things, which all it is is it's a remote that plugs into the wall that has a nurse call button and the lights and the remote control for the TV all in one unit. Yeah. And so we'd, we'd pull the thing out, and they'd have a little sticker on it that said power button doesn't work right. and we'd go okay we're going to test this out you know do you have an empty room and they usually do so we go in the empty room and you plug the thing in and you hit the power button and the power comes on just fine and you hit all the other buttons and everything seems to work so you unplug it and then you give it back and they just <laughs> accept that they're like oh okay <laughs> so apparently it's become so commonplace that you know, half the time when you get these, there's nothing wrong with them. They yeah. just take them back. Hmm. But the other half of the time, something is broken. So you take it down, and if you can fix it, you fix it. And if you can't fix it, you just chuck it. Sure. So that's yet another thing that just gets chucked. So after we did our rounds and picked up probably a dozen of these things, gave half of them back, took the other four down to the the shop fixed one of them threw three of them away and then that afternoon we loaded up eight brand new ones and just made another round and took them all around and gave them to whoever needed some because they all just keep a supply of them there behind the desk the brand new ones yeah so you're so on each floor of like a hospital you'll have two or four nurses stations or however many it is yeah and they just, through the course of normal day, week, whatever, they're collecting broken parts in a broken parts box with a little tag. Right. They, yeah, they, they try to it. label it, what it's what's wrong with it. Yep, they put a tag on it, and they stick it in the bin, and whenever you come by... And, and they're, they, they're pulling out brand new ones, because they might as well plug in a brand new one. Sometimes, sometimes not, because they are charged for them. It's not like they're just given away for free. Hmm. So they're not... You know, Who's charged for The uh, nursing station is charged for I, I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I Even don't know trying to unwind the <laughs> labyrinth of, yeah, of billing in that place, I'm sure, is a job all in itself. Oh, dozens of jobs. <laughs> There's yeah. probably 100 accountants that work there. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but, yeah, they can't just take as many new ones as they want. They have to requisition them, and we say, okay, we're delivering four new ones to you. Here they are. And then they put them on their shelf and use them as they wish. So. So are they, but they're not triggering an action item in like a computer task list for you guys. They're just, no, we have to do all that ourselves. Rounds. Yeah. Okay. When we go around and do our rounds, if they have four things in the basket, depending on what they are and how long they took, we'll make like one, like you usually make one task for three call buttons because you can do all three of them in 10 minutes 
because generally speaking, you're either just handing them back and saying, no, it's fine, or throwing it away. So you can blow through those pretty quickly. So yeah. you just you write down on like a sheet of paper, you know, 9 to 9.20, worked on nurse call buttons on floor 7. And then you go downstairs and you make a ticket for that to log your own hours. Yeah. So you said you did fix one of them. Was the button jammed or something? No, the uh, cord had gotten frayed. So you just you unscrew the cord and the whole cord pulls out and you stick a new cord in and screw it back in. Oh, okay. You weren't like soldering something. To... No, we did have to solder because <laughs> the thing that those plug into is like a wall box. Is it on the wall or the bed? It's on the wall. Okay. So we did have to undo one of those and it's got like five connectors and you pull it off of the wall. And then, for whatever reason, the one connector isn't soldered on. Everything else is already on there, except for this one two-wire connector. Really? It came loose or whatever? No, it, it just doesn't come on it. Like, the brand new one does not have this one connector on it. Really? Yeah. So oh. you have to pull the connector off the old one, you know, desolder it, and then stick it on the new one. Oh. And stick it back in the wall. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> So, so we did that, and we got to do a code blue test, which is the whole thing, like on on TV when they hit the button and it goes warp, 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 and like six doctors come running in. Is that is that like a one floor event, or is it? It's like one station, like one the station, one, the one nurses station. They will all get a text because they all carry. I forget what he called it, but they all have like a specific phone that's like their i'm a nurse phone so, and the the code blue send it sets off the alarm it notifies security it pings like four different computers on the floor that says hey this person's dying and it sends a text to every single nurse working that station that day so these are like special these aren't their personal cell phones these no, are like yeah, special are all, hospital phones yeah it's a special hospital phone so they're carrying it around. When Code Blue goes off, it it goes nuts. Yes. Yeah. They, all, they all go completely apeshit. Is it paging doctors, too, I suppose? or I don't know. Yeah. I assume so, yes, but I don't know for sure. So you're doing a Code Blue test on a live floor? Like yes, a... because the, the, the system wasn't working right. It was... Uh-oh. Did they find that out because they hit it and it didn't work? Yes. Yeah, oh, they hit it in this one room, yeah. 3818 or whatever it Like was. a real one. Yes. Yeah. And it, the, the security room got it. Yeah. The light in the hallway went off, so it went warp, 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 warp. You know, the alarm went off. Yeah. The nurse's station alarm went off. Yeah. But none of the pagers went off, none of the cell phones went oh, off. Oh, interesting. And so we went down there and we said, oh, we need to test this... The code blue, and I'm with the the guy, and he says, "Okay, so when you do this, you need to notify the nurses. You yeah. know, most of them aren't going to notice; they're going to come running anyway. But you have to try. Right. So you have to tell the head nurse, and she, you know, sends out a non-code blue text. So if they check their phones, then they'll know, but otherwise they won't. And you have to call security and tell them that you're doing it because if you don't, then they're sending security up there. Oh, so the the nurse phones have low priority and high priority notification stuff presumably so the the 
the low priority thing where the nurse is saying, hey, there's going to be a test. You can ignore this test in yeah. two minutes. Some people won't notice They won't that. see that because it's not doing the yeah, alarm so blaring. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Wow, that's cool. So so we were up there, and the, the room that it happened in was like 3818 or whatever. Yeah. And there was a person in 3818. Hmm. And so the guy that I'm with, he's like, oh, we'll just test it in 3814. And I said... Isn't I mean that's not gonna be a valid test, is it? I mean, if it happened in this one room, isn't that don't we need to test it in the one room? And he's like, well, I don't think so because it pretty much all works the same. And I said, well, well okay, except when it doesn't, yeah, <laughs> which is the, why you're there. <laughs> you're the person that is the you know the expert at this, so I'll go with your judgment. And as I'm talking to him, one of the nurses over there says, no, wait, aren't you doing it in here? This is the room it doesn't work in. Yeah. And he's, you know, and he's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll do it in here. You know, you got a patient in here, so I didn't want to disturb him. But, but you know, she, hmm. she has insisted that he do it in the correct room. And I'm so, like, so you guys let the patients know, too? Like the patients that were no, going to be in the zone? He was pretty out of it. The, no, I mean the... The because it it's like loud for all the people, I assume. I don't. I think if you're in a room, you'd probably notice, but I don't think it like wake you up or anything. Okay, so that'd be normal hospital event. Yeah, there's a code blue somewhere else. Yeah, I think people ignore that pretty readily. Okay. So what happened? So you push the button. Yeah. So we go and we notify everybody. We've got security on the phone. You know, literally as we're doing it, we're talking to security, and he hits the button. And the security lady's like, yep, I see it, 3818. And the, the light goes off in the hallway. And the nurse at the front desk, who we did notify, she got it. Yeah. But it didn't go off on any of the pagers. Oh, okay, good. So yeah. this, is a, this is a positive uh, reproduction of the failure. Yes. So awesome. it actually did work. It, it Well, it failed correctly. Here, yes. It, As expected. The, the test worked. Is the what the test verified. Verified failure. the problem. Yeah. Correct. Cool. So we did that, and we, you know, we reset it, and we were like, okay, well, you know, let's try this. And he goes and he resets the the computer that, as far as he knows, runs that system. Yeah. And he says, okay, we're going to test it again. So they send out another text, and we call security, and we go back there again, and we hit the button, and it does the exact same thing. Huh. And he says, okay, well, at this point, it's actually not our thing. This is an IT thing, because we do the hardware, which is this button and that light, yeah. And that thing at the front desk, that's ours, but all those things are working. You know, these cell phones, IT has to enable those. So there's central servers somewhere that are handling all this stuff that IT deals with. Presumably. Yeah. Okay. So he, he gets on his phone and he calls so-and-so in IT, and he knows to call so-and-so, not just call IT, because if you just call IT, they just foist you off on whoever. <laughs> so he calls the person that he knows actually does this yeah. and says, we're having a thing at 3818, it doesn't work right. And the guy's like, oh, let me check. Oh, yeah, it didn't have that enabled. Let me enable that. Okay, go. And we're like, okay, and so we tell the nurses we're going to test it again, and we call security again, and we tell everybody again, and we hit the button, and it works right. Everything goes exactly as it's supposed to. All the nurses get a code blue, and half of them come running because they didn't read all their texts. <clears throat> and so we say, okay, yay, it works now, huzzah, and we go back. And 
So IT didn't have it on for that one room? Correct. Or why would it be flagged differently for one room? <laughs> I, I'm sure that question was not worth asking. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> but this uh, is a day in the life of a med tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. <laughs> so, wow, that's really cool. And that's really, like, that's really important work. Like, what, what I do, I don't feel like is very important work. Yeah. <laughs> but you could, like, literally save somebody's life. By fixing or, stuff like that. Or kill somebody. Or kill somebody. Yes. Yeah, so thank you for, for mentioning that. Well, you mentioned it. I was on the positive side of that coin. Yeah. Well, and I mean, in a in a way, I'm used to that, too, because I'm used to working on, you know, instrument landing systems. And if I fuck that up, I could crash a plane. Right. You know, so that was... That's multiple same. people yeah, all, exactly. all at the same time. So I guess this is lower pressure because it's just one person. Right. Yeah, if one person does. Your wiping yeah. of the table is probably on mic. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, so this is much better. So now you're probably only yeah, saving is, or killing one much, person at a time. Much lower pressure. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's so neat. I'm right. just jealous that you have biometrics, like the fingerprint thing to get the whatever. Oh, yeah. Is there any optical scanner stuff? There, To my knowledge, there are no retinal scanners, no. No. Oh. Yeah, my buddy works downtown, and he's got a retinal scanner on the data center that he works at. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, if I'd started working for SEI, I probably would have eventually gotten to work on a retinal scanner. Yeah. Huh. So how do you, I mean, you've only been on the job one day, but how do you think this compares to your airport work in terms of, like, technical skill required? And like... I, I, I think in some ways it's more technically oriented, but in some ways it's less. Like, for example... Working at Vaisala, I only really needed to know a dozen systems. You know, I needed to know the AWOS, and I needed to know the RWIS, and I needed to know the blah, 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 and the yada, yada, yada. But each of those was a huge, complicated system, whereas this, I'm probably going to need to know a hundred different things, but what I have to know about them isn't as significant. Shallower knowledge right. of a lot more stuff. Yeah, like... Because I was fixing an AWOS, because an AWOS, think of an AWOS as like a refrigerator. I'd open it up and like look inside and pick it apart and like go, okay, I can replace this board, I can replace this board, yada, 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 and make it work again, because it was like multiple systems functioning together. Right. Whereas these are all kind of single, so far anyway, maybe it gets more complex later. But so far, these are very simple things where... If it doesn't work, you don't open it up and start picking out circuit boards to find out which one was wrong. You just say, okay, it's fucking busted. Yeah. You know, and you you can either replace a certain thing, specific thing, and make it work, or you can't. And yeah. you either send it back to the manufacturer or chuck it. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, like an MRI machine is insanely complicated, so that, if you got into the imaging side of it, I bet yeah. there's so there, a lot of Like that. I said, there may be... Something that's going to be more, but but at some point you guys are going to throw up your hands and call the manufacturer anyway, right? Like there's yeah. there's going to be a point at which it's like, nope, we're not. I'm, I'm sure that there is, yeah, because there's there's got to be a a level where it's like, okay, this requires a specialist, not just some schmo who does this <laughs> and a hundred other things. We yeah. need someone who can really fix, you know, an MRI. Yeah, that doesn't have a metal plate and his head yes, get killed by the MRI not. at the time. Yeah. I'll just fix this. And then your head Ooh. rips off. I'm like, oh, 
Not good. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, it's a hell of a place to work. That's a huge campus, and I, I mean, I worked there briefly years ago for a few years, and yeah, it's neat. It's a neat environment. There's a lot of really smart people doing, doing a lot of really cool stuff. So yes, and there are many, many pretty ladies running around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Which, which I find far more interesting than the intelligent people. <laughs> I can't. I can't ogle their sexy brains. And you had your last job. You were driving to the middle of freaking nowhere. Yeah. To and I can assure you that not one of the airport managers that I interacted with was a 22-year-old college co-ed working on a nursing degree. Yeah, <clears throat> pre-med. A lot of pre-med running around. Right. No. Geniuses that are like concerned about physical fitness and such. Like yes. they care about health. And they're geniuses. Yes, they are all very, uh, very fit. <laughs> yeah. I found most of them anyway. No. Cool. Anything else of note? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I will be sad to park in the actual parking lot as opposed to the visitor parking. Yeah. Because as it is, I'm parked. You know, today I parked about a hundred yards away from the office. Yeah. Whereas tomorrow I will be parking probably a quarter mile away from the office, if not more. Yeah, my experience was a half mile, yeah. so that was so. quite a quite a haul twice a day every day for me. But. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll be interesting. But it'll be nice to know that I can do it in my street clothes, not my hundred and twenty dollars shirt and tie that I <laughs> got freaking machine grease on. Oh, did you actually get machine grease? I don't know. Probably. Oh. Oh. I got it on my scrubs. I can say that for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Whoops. But since it'll be four years before I ever have to wear it again, I'll never know. <laughs> well, you might have manager days or something, like meeting Possibly. days or something. You yeah, might have, have to, to show up. <laughs> yeah, but again, that won't be for years, I'm sure. Yeah. <clears throat> Huh, okay. they, will, they will need me to be good at something before they send me to any sort of manager day. Cool. Well, I look forward to future installments of exciting uh, tales of oh, excitement. Yes. And there's there's one other thing. The strangest perk I've ever gotten from any job, they run the commissary. And apparently the guy who runs the commissary wanted to give employees a discount, but found out that he couldn't. He just wasn't allowed, for whatever reason, to give a discount to employees. So what he did is everybody gets a dollar a day, but it doesn't accumulate. You just get one dollar. So if you go to the commissary and you buy anything and you give them your card, they take one dollar off the cost of whatever you bought. Is anything on sale for a dollar? Each day. I don't know. (laughs) When you say the commissary, are you talking about the... The lunch place? Yeah. It's like, like the a, big cafeteria deal? Yeah, you've probably been there. It's oh, yeah. Like a, I've been like there a bunch of times. And a little pizza oh. slice thing. And a, I don't... Like an actual subway or a yeah. subway equivalent? Oh. No, an actual subway. Oh, that's a different lunchroom than the one I'm familiar with. Oh, no. The, yeah, the one I was at was way west of that. So okay. The, the, the humongous is one. Yeah, I think this is where people would go, like, if they were visiting someone who was in the hospital. Hmm. Yeah, it might be new, too. I mean, I mean they, they constantly refurbish and add stuff and whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Huh. 
Very cool. Did you find the underground uh, tunnel that I no, told you about? We did not go into the underground <laughs> tunnel. We only left the building once. I'm curious that was, if that scary underground tunnel is still there. Cause I'll that ask was like, him about it. I completely forgot. There's this like crazy uh, doomsday bunker-style uh, walkway underneath, which is great when it's icy out. Uh-huh. I mean, that's fantastic. But, you know, I had to park on the far east end of campus, and my office was literally the most west building on the entire uh, campus. So, yeah, I would go under that street, and it was freaky. Yeah, like you were definitely going to get murdered down there every time. <laughs> yeah, we did actually cross to go to the badging office to get my, my ID badge. But we did oh, it's not, over there now. Yeah, we did not go through the tunnel. Huh. Did you cross the street on street level? Like yes. you walked the street? Oh, interesting. Yeah, because there's a, there's a thing above it now. There's a walkway, elevated walkway. And then you could, of course, walk across the street. And then I'm wondering if that underground tunnel is still there. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I just followed the guy because I got, I literally got lost basically every single time we left. Yeah. The, the, the office that we work in is down in the basement where they confine all the nerds. So it's really hard to get to. And there's like no, you know, there's no thing that says biomed office this way. You know, you just have to kind of know where it is. Right. So every time we left, I got completely lost. Have you seen the show, the IT crowd, the British comedy IT uh-huh. crowd? Oh, okay. Well, they're they're down in the basement and they're <laughs> did you, and the phone rings and they pick it up and they say, "IT, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again?" <laughs> That's how they answer the phone. <laughs> it's a pretty good British comedy. It might well be on Netflix or something. So and I yeah, and I actually heard one of the other techs complaining to somebody about how they needed to turn it off and turn it back on again. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be spookily relevant here in a few months. <laughs> so I'll have to get you the box set then if you're in the basement doing IT support. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we look forward to future updates. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Toodaloo. <laughs>